and we are back. Welcome back to Fifth and Dribble. It has been a while between drinks, my friend. Lock, what is happening? How you doing, bro? Matty B, boy, what is going on? We have not been here in a long time. What is happening? Yeah, look, uh, we're teeing up a few things, crossing a few T's, dotting a few I's, um, and a couple of things have, have gone awry. But we're here for a quick one today. Uh, bring you a little bit of NBA content. Uh, bring you a little bit of NRL content. How about you? Uh, how about you get us started, big fella? Well, mate, I just want to say we are teeing things up. So quiet on the green while we get this shit teed up. Yeah, we'll show you how to drive. That's it. That's uh, it. I mean, uh-huh. I won't show you how to drive. I'll show you how to hook it for fucking <laughs> hell. But yeah, we'll show you. We'll show you a couple of things. All right. I guess we'll start off. It's uh, we normally start off with the NRL this time of year because you know less going on, and we can weave our way straight into some beautiful music of the NBA. Mm-hmm. So I'll start off with the NRL right now. Mitchell Pierce, no longer a knight. No longer. A knight, a knight. No longer. No longer in the NRL. He's mm. uh, he's off to the other side of the pond, the other side of the world. He's playing for Catlin, uh, and and congrats on a fantastic career. Like I mean, what a what a gun, what a weapon. I agree, man. Like I'm um, going over there to replace Jimmy Maloney. I think it's a pretty good replacement for Catlin. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Unbelievable. So we'll see. And as you said, great career, man. He's won premierships, won Origin, played for Australia. What more can you do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, sticking in Australia, though. Now, look, we've talked about Kyrie anti-vax. We've talked about Ben Simmons anti-vax. Let's come home. Jason Tamalolo, John Asiata, they're probably the two big names. Big Nelson, Asafa Solomona. Big Nelson. They're, I mean, that's some that's three you, big boys. Wait, do you like that? Do you like that? Pronunciation though. That was good. Yeah, that was Not good. Even How long practice, you practice, bro? That, that shit was off the dome. Don't nah, even. Nah, that's bullshit. Nah, that's bullshit. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, three big guys that are anti-vax. And emphasize big. Yeah, John Asiata <laughs> even coming out saying that he'd rather be a tradie than uh, than have to vax up and play in the NRL. What uh, what do you make of this? Other than pull your fucking heads in, lads. <sighs> well, John Asiata, I think to be a tradie, you're still gonna have to be vaxxed, bro. Yeah, tough. I think they were, they were one of the first to have to be vaxxed. So yeah. I don't know what you'd be doing. Where did the podcast uh, Big Dick can attest to that? I believe. Yes, yes, he can. Um, I don't know, boys. Like, if they're willing to give up the money and not play, then that's fine. Like, do you can't have it both ways. If you're willing to say, "Well, I don't want to get it," and the club say, "Okay, well, you can't play for us, so we're not going to pay you," then that's yep. fine. Um, the only shit thing I would hate to see would be these guys kind of. Um, and, it, and there's more players than just these guys. There's guys around the Yeah, 100%. As well, yeah, there's way more kind players. Of, yeah. Even like Appy Coruscant as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, which is huge for the mighty Penrith Panthers. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, man. It would just suck to see these guys get dropped by clubs for being anti-vax and then other clubs pick them up on the cheap. Yeah. That's something I really don't want to see. The NRL is going to be too pussyfoot to do anything about it. Like, yeah. The fact they don't have a vaccine mandate and they're relying on the states to do it is pretty pussy. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's fucking weak. Um. I know. Even the NBA is kind of doing something similar, which just sucks, man. Like, I had the chance to do something here, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think maybe these boys just don't want to do preseason. Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Big Nels, bro. Why is he fair. running preseason? But he's not running That's up fair. Daniels, the Craig Bellamy. That's um, fair. That's fair. And may, maybe once the preseason kicks in, season gets, season gets closer, and they realize that it's either this or I'm not working. Mm, mm. Maybe they'll get it, but I mean, yeah, I want to see a full strength comp. I want to see everyone playing, right? Like, we yeah, had exactly. people injured. I don't want to see people out for this when they could be playing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think the NBA is so saturated that those few players that are sitting out, like, you don't really miss them. I mean, mm. granted, I'd love to see a Kyrie highlight. You know, we're, we're what, 
12, 13 games in, and we haven't seen a Clary highlight, and that's tough. But at the same time, like if you're and, – and I'm sorry. I'm going to be full black and white about this and, and show my views. But if you're going to be dumb and not get the vaccine for something that is infecting and or wiping out a, a huge portion of the population, then mm. – the fuck you doing? Like, right, especially you get paid. Like, I know the money's got nothing. Yeah, to but you're getting you're, paid. Oh. Like, you're getting paid. You're looking after your family. Like, man, come on. It's not like you're sacrificing any money. Like, I get yeah, exactly. It, like, it's is mm. crazy. And I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't spill into the season, man. Like, mm. it would suck to have guys sitting out and then the questions every week. Like, I'm glad the Kyrie stuff's kind of died down in the NBA. Yeah, hundred. Um, and I hope that doesn't ruin the first couple of weeks of the NRL season. No, I hope it doesn't either. Anyway, great transition. I love what you've done there. Let's uh, let's I just push on to push on to the NBA a little bit more. A um, couple of really good games uh, over the last little. As I said, you know, it's been what nearly a week since we. It has been a week. It's been a week. You so we've had, I bet you missed us, didn't you? Yeah, you definitely missed yeah, the us. The listeners missed us. Yeah, I got a couple messages. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, it was it was good, but um, yeah, a couple couple really good games. Um, today the. Uh, the Hornets snapped the Golden State Warriors win streak. Um, the other day, uh, the Pelicans took it to Brooklyn. Uh, Thunder beat the Kings, which, you know, a little bit of a, you know, two lower teams, but but another really good, really competitive game. Um, where where do you want to start? Are there, are there any games that really, you know, jump off the page at you, my friend? Yeah, you touched on it first, man. Warriors and Hornets today. Yeah. What a game. What a... what. What sides, bro? Like these two are the most fun. I reckon the two most fun teams. Maybe the Bulls are up there to mm-hmm. watch this year, man. Yeah, it's been 100%. so good. And Lamelo and Bridges, man, they're just giving it. Like Lamelo, twenty-one, seven and five, couple of steals. Yeah. Yeah. Bridges, twenty-two and eight, couple of assists in there. They shot yeah. pretty well, man. Like that team is just—they're just good. Rozier dropped a twenty-piece, like. Yeah. Right. And your team with Kelly Oubre coming off the bench, blowing kisses, you know, he's, yeah. uh, <laughs> did you see Jordan freak out when he airballed that, um, that corner three? Yeah. Oh, bro. Disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. But, uh, but no, it's good to see. I mean, you and I have said privately, we really like in this animated Jordan on the, uh, on the sidelines. It's, it's good to see. And it's good to see um, Jordan as a GM actually thriving and not, yeah. uh, not being really shit. Um, and it's, and by the way, it's not just the ball pick. Like I've had some people say, oh, well, you know, if he didn't pick LaMelo ball, then, you know, he'd still be doing shit. And it's like, no, nah, man, this team around the fringes is really good. Yeah. Like 100%. Bridges is unbelievable. And he's just like, you didn't think he was going to be this good. Nah. You knew he was going to be good, but you didn't think he could honestly, to me, be the second best player in a championship team. Yeah, it could be. Without a yeah. doubt. He could be the second best player in the championship. I think LaMelo could be the best player in the championship team. Yeah. Well, considering um, Bridges is only in his third year now and he's doing this already. Like, and I think those guys are almost a perfect fit for each other. And, I mean, then you've got a yeah. guy like Rozier off the bench. Yeah. Playing insane. Um, yeah, Rozier would, coming back for them has been has been really big. Has like, been he's massive. been such a spark plug, yeah. Mm. And, I mean, even like even a big man rotation it's not amazing, but Plumley, mm. Martin, and McDaniel is kind of getting it done, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, for me, uh, over the last few days, there's been a couple of games, and I hate to say it, but they've both been Boston games. So the uh, the Cavs-Boston game from the other day, uh, Cavs ended up coming back to win 91-89. to mm. And cheeky stat for you, the Cavs only scored nine points in the first quarter. 
and they still came back to win this game. It's tough for Boston. Nine points in the first quarter. Uh, you would have seen on the socials at fifth and dribble. Evan Mobley had a fucking game. He had 19 and nine with three blocks, one of them being a chase down on Jason Tatum. And granted, you know, um, Denzel Valentine slid into the lane and got in front of him, but you still got to make those effort plays. And if Evan exactly, Mobley keeps bro. going like this, then he, had two, like, he shot 61% from the field that game. He shot eight from 13, man. He just is yeah. like, he is going to be a superstar before we know it. Bro, he keeps this up and it is, it's game over for rookie of the year award. Like uh, I, I hate to tell you, but um, my, my repick is looking really damn well. Granted, low hanging fruit. I cop that, but it's, it's looking really, really good. And earlier in the week, there was another game, um, and you could say that, uh, and, and there's a bit of egg on my face. Dennis Schroeder, he's had two massive back-to-back games. So Schroeder had uh, 28 in that Cleveland game. He had 38 against the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, granted, Milwaukee Bucks ran out a starting lineup of George Hill, Drew Holiday, Pat Connaughton, Grace, and Allen, and Bobby Portis. No one really expects that team to win. But, hey, they took the Boston Celtics to overtime. It was 122-113 at the end of it because Dennis Schroeder in overtime just fucking went off. The Mandem had 38 points on the game and was shooting pretty efficiently too. Shot 60%. He was going like the one way the entire time. I'm pretty sure he was going to his right all night. And, and even Hubie Brown on the call was like, he's always going to go right. Why are we not defending the right? Why are we not forcing him left? Last game, last shot of the game, goes left. Like, um, it's just, it's it's absolutely insane. But he had a, he had a great stat line of 38, 8, and 3. Uh, Robert Williams had a great game. He had a double-double. Jason Tatum showed up for, for one time this season with 27 and 11. Um, but, I mean, also, um, budget JJ Reddick, Grayson Allen. I was too, you just you stop stealing my thunder, big dog. Sorry, bro. Sorry. I was Go gonna ahead. say the Schroeder one. I'll cup credit for that. I like Schroeder coming into the season. You uh, got a little bit of egg on your face there, bro. But don't worry. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll cop the egg. I'll cop the, I take, like eggs. Take your so li- take your licks where you get them. Don't worry about that. Um, but man, your boy Grace Allen playing well this year, bro. Averaging sixteen and four. Like he's just he started off a bit slow. Yeah. But he's really coming into his own. And I think a big sign of that is that Giannis trusts him. Yeah. Giannis 100%. has no hesitation to throw the ball to him to hit that three. And you know those good – and Giannis is as competitive as they come. He's not going to yeah. throw the ball if he doesn't think he's going to hit it. Yeah, exactly. And he's got faith in Allen, and I think he's going to be an integral part of them when they start to tune up towards the playoffs. I think you're yeah. always going to have to have a man on Grayson Allen. Yeah, exactly. You definitely are. And and as as we've said, he's this budget JJ Reddick kind of guy that uh, is just going to get shots up. Like to give you an idea, I saw a stat the other day. Granted, there's been a couple of games since, but this stat read the um, the guys that have made 40 plus threes in the season so far. Top three, Steph Curry, Buddy Heald, and Grayson Allen. Yeah. Like – Insane. That, and, and as I said, that was a couple of days ago. So we've had a you couple say of budget, J, You say budget JJ Reddick, but he could get to that level. Yeah, 100% he could. He could get to that level easy. And I, I know it's an easy comparison to make. Little white boy from, um, from Duke. Duke. But, you know, I mean, he's not exactly like old man. Like he's 26. So he's kind yeah. of hitting his prime soon. But shooters, man, they can play forever. Like yeah. You saw a guy like Kyle Korver stick around. JJ Reddick, you know, I think he had a lot going on besides the basketball that, that tipped him towards leaving. Yeah, um, but oh, starting yeah, a family will do that too. 
Exactly, and I think I think the stop in New Orleans and some stuff that happened there, he wasn't a fan of. But I mean, yeah, Grace Nolan at twenty six could play for another eight years, you know, man. Like, yeah, he could really just be hitting his upswing now, and he could be that guy when you know, like Giannis and Luca, and these guys are old, and they're he's the guy where it's like, well, don't worry, we'll just get Grace Nolan. Yeah, he could be that player. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Talking about uh, white boys from Duke, another guy that's really impressed me this year, and, you know, he's a deep, deep bench guy. And and most people may not know his name, but Luke Kennard, mm. he's played We know really, his name on this pod. Yeah, we know his name on this pod. I love me some Luke Kennard. He's playing really, really well. Uh, he's had a pretty decent uptick in stats. He's averaging 10.5 points a game, three rebounds and two assists. But it's the, it's the willingness to shoot from deep. We need a guy off the bench now that, you know, Lou Will's gone, Jamal Crawford's been gone for years. We need a guy off the bench that's just going to come out and shoot the ball as soon as it touches his hands. And he's been that guy. He's absolutely been that guy. I mean, his points are completely predicated on how well he shoots from three. Um, He had a game against Charlotte the other day that uh, he went six of 11 from downtown and had a beautiful 18 points in in 28 minutes of gameplay. So if, if you can have a guy like that, or, or like Grace and Allen, as you were saying before, that can just come off screens, shoot shots, and that's all he's there to do, then, you know, you, you're loving life. You win a basketball games. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and speaking of non-white boys who didn't go to Duke, Paul George has been playing well. Oh, Paul George stepping up as another one option has been incredible. And it's like it's... MVP it's table? Of, sorry? MVP table? Is he there yet? Ask me the all-star break. Ask you at the all-star break. Wow. If he can maintain this... Um, he's a guy that stayed relatively healthy throughout his career. Besides, obviously, you know that that besides his leg snapping it too. Yeah, besides the leg snapping in half, he's pretty healthy. Um, yeah, but he's played well, man. I mean, and it makes such a. It, I think that shows what makes such a difference between being the first and the second guy. Mm, like yeah. the being the first guy, you get to do it exactly how you want. You don't have to give or take with anybody. Yeah, he plays how he plays, and the guys around him make it work. And they're mm. making it work. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see that if Kawhi does come back, right, towards the end of the year, if that is what they do and he is on limited minutes, how that dynamic's going to work. Are they yeah. kind of maybe just going to drop Kawhi in and say, you know, you're going to compliment Paul George here? Or are they going to bring him back and say, all right, PG, let's let's take a step back? Well, historically, Kawhi's been much better player when he's the second guy. Mm. Like when he's not the one that's relied on to do all of the scoring, which, I mean, his mid-range game is deadly. The, the only guy that's better at the mid-range game that I've ever seen is Kevin Durant. So it's like it's insane um, to think that Kawhi would be the second guy. But, you know, you look at all those years at the Spurs and they were so dominant because he was the second or third guy, mm. you know. And, and, I mean, they had Hall of Famers on their team. I'm not saying that they didn't. But if you've got a guy like PG that's willing to put up, you know, 22 shots a game, 25 shots a game, a Kawhi that only needs to put up 15 why, you know, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you run with that? And you got other role players. Like, I mean, I'm not going to go on a Clippers tangent, but you got other guys that we picked up like Isaiah Hartenstein. We haven't had a, a backup center for a couple of years now. Like arguably we were a backup center away from beating Phoenix last year. So it's, um, I mean, we were definitely a Kawhi Leonard away from beating Phoenix last year, but yeah. it's, um, I think we Kawhi, you guys win new eyes. Yeah, the, the, the only thing that I think is against Paul George for the for the MVP table is that we're a team a little bit like Miami, where I mean we've got a bit of dog in us, but it's a it's a by committee team. Like I mean, you can't really say that Jimmy Butler's at the MVP table because Tyler Hero is playing so well off the bench. Mm. You know, you can't really say Tyler. Like I mean, you can say Tyler's the most improved or sixth man of the year. 
table. But, you know, you, you can't discredit what Bam is doing as well. But Bam's not at the defensive player of the year table. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it, there's so many good players that they complement each other. And I think the Clippers have finally figured that out. And when you get your wing def- best wing defender in the league back, that's not named Alex Caruso, then, <laughs> then uh, you know, it's only going to go up. And, you know, we look at these Lakers and the Lakers are uh, almost being shunned for being eight and six, but no one's talking about the Clippers. Clippers are eight and five. Not a fantastic record, but considering we don't have our best player, you will take that. Yeah, and I do sure. I do think you are right with the Paul George Kawhi thing. I think maybe their best bet is to have Kawhi come back and be that second piece. Mm, yeah. They make a bit more, put the ball in Paul George's hand a bit more. And I think I think that Ty Lu, I think he's quite underrated as a coach. Yeah, you're me. Both. I think I think as as a guy who adjusts, he's not afraid to and this is a really good point in something that I read where it was like in the playoffs, you sometimes don't have a lot of sample size, right? Like you got eight minute mm. sample size, right? You got a quarter of oh fuck, that kind of worked, right? Like, yeah, oh yeah. man. Or you just it's kind of like eye test and it's instincts, right? Yeah, hundred percent. It's kind of like, oh, I'm not really feeling this. Let's do that. I think Ty Lu is never afraid to pull the trigger on stuff like that. Yeah. Um and I think he's got the balls. I think the Clippers will go small, bro. I think the Clippers will go small. Mm. They'll play someone like Morris at center maybe, or they'll just have the one center there. They won't do the Zubach and Hartenstein thing. They won't do massive. Or Batum. Batum's been fantastic at center. He's been a bro, great exactly. defensive like, could you, like a team year. that can just switch on anything, right? Like you got yeah. him, Reggie Jackson, Bledsoe, if Kawhi comes back, Paul George, man. That, bro, we'll that give team- up. We'll give up defensive rebounds if we're going to make more threes. Than exactly, that's the thing. You know we're just going to we're just going to outscore. I mean, that team that team would be hard to defend, right? Like, yeah. if you're a big, who who do you hide the big on? Do you hide him on Batum? All right, Batum will take you off the dribble. Batum can play make. Yeah, exactly. Like, but do you only, know what I mean? Like, I, I think Kyrie is holding that. on to that. Yeah, I think no, even I without with Kawhi, I think they'll still go small when it matters. And I yeah. think he's holding off on that. He's getting a bigger like you're not going to play those two big guys and the two big wings. You can't nah. do you can't do that. Like it's not nah. going to work. You can't. You can't. My only caveat to that is that if and it's a massive if I know that it's a massive if, but if we make the finals and you got someone like the Nets or the Bucks staring down at you, then they can go small. Small, I say with you know inverted commas yeah. with Kevin Durant at the five or Giannis at the five. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess then, and, then and you can't get around that. That's when you got to rely on Kawhi, right? That's yeah. when you say to Kawhi, offensively, you might not have it tonight, but you got to stop that guy. Yeah, that you guy stop is the that guy. dude. You have to stop. And I think, and I think he's probably better matched than a lot of other wings or bigs are to take on. Oh yeah, guy like Giannis or KD, like yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. less so Giannis, I think. Yeah, because um, Giannis isn't playing up there in the perimeter as much. But then I guess you just kind of hope that Kawhi is strong enough can get in the way. Like he's strong as fuck, that dude. Like yeah, you can just slow Giannis down, or or maybe they just go the opposite route and they say, all right, Giannis, she's got fifty. No one else is getting anything. Put Kawhi, yeah, no, I feel on, that. put Kawhi on like Drew Holiday or someone, or Chris Middleton. Put Paul George on the other, and you just go. We're we're not letting any- Grace and Alice not getting a single three up. No, and just not and at just all. let Giannis score fifty to try and beat you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. One of the one of the teams that also no one's talking about is the team that has the highest win streak in the in the NBA right now. I'll give you they're in the Western Conference. Who who are they? I don't actually know this. It's gonna okay. be someone strange, isn't it? It it's not strange because it's someone that we both picked potentially to go to the finals. Is it the Warriors? No. Phoenix. Ooh, Phoenix, the Phoenix, Phoenix. Suns. Yeah, they've won eight in a row. They're now nine and three, and they're also quietly doing it by committee. I have not seen 
any headlines of Devin Booker, massive game, mm. Chris Paul. Mass- the only Chris Paul massive game headline I've seen is when he had those 18 assists and he moved up into, I think it was third or second. When he passed for, Steve Nash, yeah. Yeah, for assists all time. So it, they, you know, they're third in points per game and third in assists per game and 13th in offensive rating. So, um, I, I like I don't even know what's going on. They're just they're just doing it all right. And somebody and getting a you know a backup. Talk about being a backup center away. Getting someone like Javale McGee who is just plugging minutes right now when DeAndre Ayton's not out there on the floor and you don't have to rely on someone like Frank Kaminsky has been fantastic. I mean Javale, he's a he's what a three time champion and is no longer the butt of jokes anymore. He's just like a fantastic backup center now, averaging ten and seven off the bench. Like you know what more can you say for a pickup like that? Nothing really. He was the perfect pickup. Yeah. Yeah. And they got it for a song too. They absolutely stole him. So right. I think that's exactly how this Phoenix team wants to play. Yeah. They want Under to play the good fundamental basketball. Mm, mm. Chris Paul leading by example. Like even the game where they stomped the Rockets, he had seven steals. Yeah. Seven steals. Seven steals. Yeah. Like she's just crazy, man. And that's just what they're doing. Like they're all shooting really well. No one's really like trying to take over and be the guy. They know they need each other to win. And I mean, they were pretty close last year. Yeah. I think if the Lakers struggle, I mean, the Warriors are going to be hard to beat, but if the Lakers struggle, Utah, I do not believe in at all. Do not, nah, not, when it do comes not to even time. talk to me about Utah until nah. the playoffs. Like, nah. Then you can start talking to me. Um, And then I guess like the Nuggets, Um, but I think Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, I think that's, how, I think this year is probably too hard for them. Yeah, Nick Jokic is going to run out of gas eventually. I think, yeah, even if he doesn't, man, he just when you get to that crunch time, you, if he doesn't have the help, man, like when mm. they're full strength, they're up there with the other teams. Yeah, I think without Jamal and without MPJ, or even like with with MPJ, they didn't look like they had it. Yeah, and without gagging too hard, I mean, I think the Clippers are a really good matchup for them. I think we've got really long defenders, you know, provided Kawhi comes back. We've mm. got long defenders. We've got guys that can score, and if we can play DeAndre Aiden off the court, then. They're kind of fucked. Mm. So, I do think I do think they were, yeah. They were obviously a Kawhi or a few pieces away. I think I think that was a bad matchup for the Suns last year. They got lucky to skate by that. I think yeah. the Clippers kind of match up awkward with a few teams, actually. Yeah. A team like the Lakers, too, I think they match up pretty awkward, but you just don't have no one against AD. Yeah, 100 percent Um, so unlucky for you. I don't know if you've seen this in the headlines, but Atlanta Hawks, DeAndre Hunter is going to be out two months with a wrist injury. There goes your uh most improved player. Yeah, not pick, looking I good. Believe. Not looking good. He was looking all right, though. Yeah, he um, was looking okay. Not most was... improved. I think I didn't expect the Hawks to be this bad. No, I didn't expect them to be this bad And it's bad either. for a few reasons. Like, Trey saying the regular season is boring after making one playoff series. Yeah, relax, like, bro. You're, 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 come on, bro. Like, Get a haircut and relax. Come yeah, come on, bro. Like, you need, you can't say that after one playoff series. I think they got a few too many guys, too. Mm, yeah. I think yeah. having, like, Bogdanovich and uh, who's the other wing they got? Um Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, and there's one more. Yeah, Kevin Huerta. Like they've, yeah. got, they've got a few guys. I think, I think they got maybe one one or two guys too many, which sounds silly to say, but it can have an effect, right? Like these guys, Trey Young thinks he's the best player in the world. Don't yeah. Trey Hunter thinks he's one of the best players. Like, do you know what I mean? Like these guys, they want to play. They don't want to play behind guys. They don't want to share minutes. They want, yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I really, the vibes coming out of that team right now are not ideal. No, nah, not a deal at all. And you got a guy like Clint Capella that was giving you 20 and 20 games last year. He's struggling to give you like fucking 15 and 8. I don't know what's there. happening there. Maybe they need to fire their coach and get all G'd up again. I don't know, man. But Well, they just, gave, they just gave the coach the G'd them all up last year, a three-year extension. So no, no, how, no, they, no. You know, how are you going to go with that? I don't know, man. Like, you know, I, I, 
I see this team str- like they'll make the playoffs, I think, but I don't think they'll make any noise once they get in. Nah, not at all. Not at all. I, I, I completely agree with you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what more to say about Atlanta. I mean, Trey had a good game today, 42, 10, and 8. But I mean, it it that being said, he was only a plus 12. Like he was only a plus 12 on the game. So so the Bucs were still in it. It was just um, you know, the it just got away from them. Can I fair. ask you a question? I'm going to ask you this multiple times throughout the season. Hit me. Would you still take Luca for Cam Reddish and Trey Young? Oh, well, not right now. Not right, not right now. now. I think I was. I think I was drinking the Kool Aid when they were three and zero. You were drinking something. I don't know what you were drinking, mate. I was, you were... Uh, I was definitely drinking the Kool Aid when they were three and zero. I yeah. I, I could. I wouldn't take it now because I mean Dallas. They've been putting together like a quiet, a quiet little. Happy little run. They're top four in the West, man. Like they're, they're imagine playing, if he had a good well. imagine if he had a good like number imagine two. If he had help. Yeah. Imagine if he had some help. Speak speaking though, I think the biggest surprise is still, man, the Wizards, bro. The Wizards. The Zards yeah. keep on trucking. Yeah. They're now, what are they? Nine and three. Nine and three, atop of the Eastern Conference. Oh. And I read today. Brad Beal is doing everything he can to get his boy JT, Jason Tatum, in a Zard's uniform. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> what a plot twist. We thought Could it you was, imagine? you know, we thought it was Beal to the Celts, JT to the Zards, mate. Could you imagine? Could mate, you like, imagine? They're, they're another team doing it by committee. Like, um, Dinwiddie's averaging 16, 5 and 5. Kuzma, who I know we both love, he's almost averaging a double double. Honestly, he's got fifteen and nine going on, two assists a game, and I think this is this is the Kyle Kuzma we would have got if he didn't get drafted by the Lakers to start with. I think he's a guy who w- would have put up decent stats, and everyone would have said, "Oh, he's pretty underrated. We should get Kyle Kuzma on out." Yeah, for sure. Instead, he went to the Lakers and kind of like looked a mm. bit overrated at times, but bro, he's playing well, man. Having um, that Brandon Ingram growth, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and Montrez Harrell as well, 18 and 9. They're just getting it done. They look like they're having fun playing basketball, and I think that's a lot to do with it. Yeah. And you've got a guy like Brad Beal coming back who is a 30-point scorer. Mm. He's yeah. a 30-point I don't know how it affects the other guys having a guy like that come in, but, mm. man, having him come in is insane. Like, didn't really had 23 and 11. Kuzma's yeah. 17 and 10, bro. And they're yeah, shooting well, pretty I mean, well all, from the field. All, all things considered, Brad Bill's having a bit of a down year, you know, in the limited games that he's played. But mm. Montrez Harrell I already has, I think, the quote of the year when asked – What's difference? But what's the difference between what you're giving now to the Wizards than what you gave to the Lakers last year? And he just said, uh, "I'm on the court." <laughs> and his his minutes are up seven minutes yeah. per game from last yeah. year. And he's being that ultimate spark plug that he was in LA, but for the Clippers. Right, he flirted you know, with a triple the, double. He flirted with a triple double. Yeah, bro. It's, I'm and telling six. you, it's the red, white, and blue. Anytime that he plays in red, white, and blue. Because he was a dog, like he was an absolute powerhouse for some of those Houston teams as well. And yes, they did have shit blue uniforms. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is what happens when you trade one fringe superstar hashtag NBA seventy five player for four people that can play basketball. And and you know, as it's been said multiple multiple times, when was the last time you looked down at Wizards roster and saw seven like? decent basketball players out there. Yeah, like seven and seven guys playing well. And I mean, same thing, like we touched on Brad Bill not being back, but one thing that's not really touched on, Rui Hachimara. 
Yeah, you're MIA taking the words right out of what my mouth. What is doing? I read a report that he's like, he's in America, he's in DC, he's only tra- he's training away from the team, he's not he's doing it. Sorry, I'm pretty sure he's anti. Uh, I don't. I heard some shit. I uh, maybe it wouldn't surprise me, but um, what did you I, hear? What I did heard you he hear? was going through some shit after the Olympics in Japan. I don't know. I don't yeah, know right. many people expected Japan to do well at the basketball in Olympics. So no, I can't sure imagine not. the pressure was too much on him. But he's a good. He's a fantastic player too. That fits the way they play. Mm, and I'm a yeah. guy. Like man, him coming back. Beal coming back, even a guy like Thomas Bryant stepping up a little bit more, man. This, yeah, this team bro. could actually, I think they might make the Eastern playoffs. I don't think they'll be Ooh, a high seed, but I think they'll make the wow. Eastern playoffs. Damn, he's calling it early. Mm. He's calling it early. They're but, um, make, yeah, Ru Hachimara, to me, that's the question. He's a guy people aren't really talking about because no yeah. one's talking about the Wizards. But he's he's a great player. He's a, he was he top 15 pick higher? Yeah. Top 10 pick? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure um, Rui was top 10. Oh, speaking of top picks, did you see that Evan Mobley has passed Anthony Bennett on the all-time Cleveland Cavs scoring list? Well, that's not hard. <laughs> took him on Anthony Bennett played games. how many games? Took him 12 games. Yeah, that is not hard <laughs> at all. Um, number nine pick, Rui Hachimura. But yeah, he was the he was the bright spot for them, along with Denny FD last year when they didn't have a lot of bright spots. Um, you know, they were talking about Westbrook setting a triple-double record, and that's the only thing the Wizards have been good for for the last 10 years. Mm. You know, before that, it was Gilbert Arenas pulling guns on people. So uh, Gilbert Arenas was, was a ball. Hibachi was a ball. I don't be slandering <laughs> Gilbert Arenas here, bro. <laughs> but still, like, as I said, when was the last time you looked at a, at a Wizards roster and saw they're seven? Just a very, they're just a complete basketball guys. team, man. Yeah. And when when they get their leader, they're like, and Bradley Beal seems to have bought in. He bought in before the season, which I didn't really believe looking at the roster. He might've seen how well the boys were doing, but he's bought in now and he's going to, I don't know if they'll be able to get Tatum, but man, I guess Beal will try. I'll believe when he's, that he's bought in when he signs an extension. Because it's still on the table for him. There is still a five-year, 205 max extension for him, ready to go, or 235, whatever the fuck it is. And if they make the playoffs and he's confident he can get this trade done, I don't see why he wouldn't sign. No, I don't see why he wouldn't either. Um, But surely surely Boston don't do that. Like, who who are you going to get back? I don't know. All I can say is I think Boston have fumbled the bag the last... Not ten, not two thousand eleven. Probably last five years when they you started got all those do, picks. I think man, they absolutely fleeced Brooklyn. And I was chatting what? to, I was chatting to somebody about OKC, and I'm saying, you know, soon they might have to look to consolidate, man. Like otherwise, you're stuck yeah. with a team of guys who aren't quite good enough. Yeah, um, and they were like, oh no, no, no. I think you can't like having good assets is never like a bad thing. And I was like, yeah, but then you have guys that you don't know who you're gonna pay. They don't get yeah. to develop. They don't get to do this and that. Man, I don't know. I think Tatum and Brown, I know this has been said a million times. Yeah. I think Tatum and Brown can play together, play style-wise. Yeah, yeah. I just think personalities, I don't think they can play together. Yeah, no, like, I, I mean, if you. you look at it, like, who, like, Tatum is the number one. Like, people, everyone would say Tatum is the number one, right? Even though yeah. I think Jalen Brown is better than Tatum. yeah. I, yeah. I think he's better than Tatum. Yeah, you and me both. I um, think the, tra- uh, the trajectory at the end of the day, like Tatum is not going to have as good of a career. I think he's too limited as a player. Yeah. Um, I think he would be perfect on... He's like he's like a six-foot-eight Devin Booker, maybe. Where if you yeah. put, put a few other pieces around him, he's good. Whereas as Jalen Brown, you can kind of fit him into any situation. I just think... I don't think they're going to trade either one of them because I think one of them goes somewhere else and looks amazing. 
Yeah. I think no matter what, like say whatever, say you did this deal and Tatum goes to the, goes to the Zards and plays fantastic on the Zards or say Jalen Brown gets traded for someone else, whatever trade they want to do. Jalen Brown's going to go there. He's going to play amazing because the new situation, he gets to do what he wants to do. Yeah. Like, and the Boston don't want to look stupid, but it's like you're going to look stupid when these guys can't play together and they both want to leave. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I'm just trying to, I'm just playing around with some trades and the only one that I can really see that would make any sense. And, and I don't know why ESPN NBA trade machine doesn't allow you to play around with picks, but I'm pretty sure Boston like only have their own pick right now. Um, one that would semi make sense and it was it would only be for a salary dump is if Al Horford and Jason Tatum get swapped for guy for four guys, Kuzma, Bryant, Corbel Pope, and Bertans. And that's the only way that the contracts make sense. Uh, and that's a, that's a lot know. of dudes in return for what they what that is may, I think that makes as only being plus nine wins. I think that makes Boston pretty good. Yeah. I think I think I don't obviously they're not as good. I think Kuzma Next to, next to Jalen Brown will be good because Kuzma I think is an even more limited Jason Tatum. Yeah, he's a he's a very limited Jason Tatum, um, and I think a guy like that where it's like Jalen Brown got to be I'm the alpha, I'm the guy. Um, Kuzma, you're running with me. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I don't think that team would ever like imagine the headlines like trade like Jason Tatum traded for Kuzma like. Yeah. Right. You, you shit like that would never happen, man. But I think that's, yeah. I think a trade there is hard to swing. But if it gets to the point where Tatum wants out and he says, the only place I'll play and resign and do what I do is the Zards, then we've seen, well, we've seen crazy things happen, bro. Don't have to worry about resigning. He's got, he got that bag in the offseason. Yeah. Got true. Extension. Actually, he did too. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if the Zards take that on after everything that, like with everything that's going on with Bradley Bill. But, mm. I mean, too much Zard talk. Come on. We're better than this. Then, so, the, so let's talk about the West Tigers. Come on. Pay, pay their respects. They're nine and three, brother. Well, they're yeah, nine no, and three, we'll chat about them. When they, when they drop down under 500, then we're done. Talk about a team that's playing hard. Cleveland. You touched on them before. Part, Evan Mobley passing Anthony Bennett. Again, not a very hard feat. <laughs> Did it in 12 games. But Cleveland are playing hard, and they're doing it without their headline guy two years ago. Two years ago, this was Colin Sexton's team. Even last year, you could argue this was Colin Sexton's team. It was it was Sexland, baby. And now you're looking at Evan Mobley and Ricky Rubio, or a backcourt of Ricky Rubio and um, Darius Garland, like Rubland. Oh, sorry, no, scratch that, scratch that from the record. Not Rubland. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the first time I've bought tickets to a Sexland show and been swindled. Yeah, it probably yeah. will not be the last. But I mean, yeah, man, they're playing hard, and and Rubio's looking good. Yeah, looking really good. And he's he's got guys around him that can do things. And he just, mm. he looks confident. He looks like he knows what he's doing. He's comfortable. Yeah. Um, the Garland sex, Sexton thing is very curious. I don't know who, they seem to like Garland a lot. I mean, I'm not completely sold on Garland. He's definitely winning me over with these last couple of performances with Sexton out. Mm. Um, I think Sexton probably is on the move at some point. It's just what can you get for him? I think when in a role, I think both of them play very similar. I think both in a in a small shooting guard role are very, very good. Mm. Very good. I think Sexton gives you more on the defensive end, and that's just because he's tenacious. Like the nickname is the young bull for a reason, right? So get that boy to Dallas. Sorry? Get that boy to Dallas. Send that boy to Dallas. Luca so- needs help. He does. Um, but 
you know, both of them being 6-1, playing at the shooting guard, they're not going to have very long careers, regardless of whether you can shoot or not, right? Um, but being next to, a, like, a, a passing guy like Ricky Rubio, like, that is hmm. that is proving to be amazing for them, for, for both of them. So, I mean, I like the... I like the work that's happening in Cleveland right now. And I mean, even, even the finisher, even the man, Laurie, I hate to say it, but he's having, I mean, he's having a pretty decent year, you know, averaging almost 13 points per game, six rebounds, small ball Laurie at the, at the four, the seven foot bloody. You mean big ball? Sorry, sorry, big boy at the three, I meant to say, um, seven foot small forward. Like how is that working? But I don't know, man. It helps when you got Rubio Diamond and Dishon, bro. Like they mm. they shouldn't be working much like the Zards. They shouldn't be working, but they are. I just I, I like look. I like Sexton and I like Garland. If I'm the Cavs, I don't want to get attached to either too much. Yeah, I think their size is definitely um, a factor in that. And I think to me, I always try and look at it as like, look, what could you be on a championship team? And obviously, young guys, you don't really know. I think. Sexton is probably more valuable as a role player than Garland. Yeah. I think he's a bit more versatile, as you said, defensive end. Garland, I, th- I could see him being like a Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Like an off the bench kind of spot. I can't see him being the starting guard on a championship team. I, I, yeah. I don't think that's what is on the cards for him. Yeah. So I think Cleveland should, should look at trades for those guys both. Like not too open-minded. I mean, you don't want to take fucking whatever, but yeah, exactly. They're still, they're still building. Call um, Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> call Dallas. Nobody's get one gonna... of them there. Sorry? I said, call Dallas. Get one of them there. Oh, fuck, mate. Just, oh, he needs help down there. The boy's dying. Yeah, he is dying. The boy's got fucking. He's dying in the fourth seed, but he's dying. Oh, he's dying, dying in the fourth seed, but he's dying. That thick boy's not going to make it to the end of the year, mate. <laughs> With Tingus Pingus out there, bricking threes and trying to post up, he's just. Mm. It's hard to watch, man. And that, that was a team I was excited for. I thought they had great fits. Tim Hardaway Jr., Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith. I thought that team was going to be good, man. But, fuck. Mm, I mean, they yeah. are pretty good. As you said, they're four seed. But how sustainable is running one guy into the ground? Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that's the same. You know, the same thing can be said for the Nuggets. How sustainable is running Jokic into the ground? Mm. But speaking of them, too, um, they play tomorrow, Denver and Dallas. Uh, Dallas are... Favorites. Dallas are favorites. Um, do you think a cheeky upset here? Um, I think the matchup is pretty good for for Dallas. I think without they don't really have a perimeter guy that can stop Luca. Maybe put Aaron Gordon on Aaron Gordon on him for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Plumley's what their defending center. I think as long as you don't have too many guys that can really like hinder him he's gonna do what he does yeah why what's that face for well i mean my rebuttal to that is that uh dallas doesn't have a guy to stop Jokic. So, i know and i but i think out of the two of them i'd probably go if i was going these guys are gonna throw haymakers i'd probably pick lucas standing up at the end yeah right interesting yeah. i think interesting. if those guys are throwing haymakers i think the guy the guy who wins is is Luca? Because I agree. I don't think they have anyone that can fucking stop Jokic. Jokic could have fifty point triple double tomorrow. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, so Luka, could. they could both have fifty point triple doubles. Yeah, and I think they're going to go pretty hard against each other. Europeans like to like to 
to slip the foot in when they can. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, they match up pretty well. So their their season averages, they're separated by 0. 0.7 points per game. Mm. And they shoot relatively the same, like both in the in the mid to low 40s from field, uh, both in the low 30s from three-point, and both in the mid to low 70s in, in free throw. I mean, they even match up in, in second chance points, almost identical at 10.8, 10.3. I just think that, yeah, I, I think that Luca is going to, uh, not Luca, sorry, Nick, Nick Jokic is going to have a massive, massive game today. And and I think you hit the nail on the head. I'm, I'm looking at a 40-point triple-double from Jokic. From both of them, probably. Or from, Possibly, it's gonna take yeah. That. It's going to take that. If it's a close game, both of them have huge games. Yeah. But a game, in, uh, but a team in which Luka Doncic is your leading rebounder when you've got someone like Kristaps Porzingis, Boban Marjanovic, and Moses right, Brown on your team. Fucking that's, it's a shame, boy, that is need, They need to do something there. Otherwise, he should leave. I'm not normally a fan of stars demanding out, but if you can't put a team around this man, yeah, he needs to leave. And, and there was be there was potential for that. Like there was talk last year that he was not like he wasn't going to sign the extension because he was not happy. Hmm. And and you can see why they're not they're not building the team around him like that he was told that they would. And I mean, yeah, if you <sighs> he's going to be the hottest free agent in oh, a yeah. long long time if he wants out. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's gonna be, it's gonna be it. It's gonna be a thing. All right. Well, you know, as we said, we're crossing a few T's, we're dotting a few I's, but that's pretty well what we've got for today. Lachlan, tell the people where they can find us. You can find us, find us at Fifth and Dribble on Instagram, and also surprisingly, Fifth and Twitter. Fifth, uh, Fifth and, and Twitter. Twitter. Oh, there we go. You fucking rock melon. Look late, at him boys. go. It's, it's night time. It's past my bedtime. I'm thinking that's what's happening. Okay, so what the man meant to say was fifth and dribble on Twitter. And um, can they leave, can the, you know, the fans leave us a voice message? No, they can't because apparently they're dogs. Apparently they're all dogs. <laughs> we work hard and we don't get a voicemail. We're not asking for a lot here. We're no. not asking, like, we're not trying to get everyone to go out, and get mass circumcisions. We just want a voicemail. <laughs> That's all we want. Please. Clip that. Us. Please. Clip that. Oh Please my just give us a voicemail. T- tell tell the punters where they can find the voicemail, Matty. They can find it at anchor.fm, as we realized last week <laughs> was not .com. Anchor.fm slash fifth and dribble. And yeah, please just leave us a voicemail. Like you're gonna you're making it into the fifth and dribble hall of fame. Um I know. And you're gonna be up there with pasta, bro. And remember the Titans. Pasta and Morsaka. Like, come on, you're gonna be right. I, don't, I there. think Musaka needs a, one more shout before we can induct Musaka. We'll see. But um, maybe I it's mean, most out there call. But um, yeah. Next, next week we'll be doing question time though. So get your questions in at the socials. Um, hit us up. Yeah, and hit us up voice wise as well. Mm-hmm. And please, like last week, your homework this week is to share this with two friends. Just two friends. And also, homework is for last week, the punter who asked the Golden State question. Stop asking Golden State questions. Yes. Yeah, every week Golden now. State Stop questions. asking Golden yeah. State questions. Yeah. We've fought every urge in our bodies to not talk about Golden State today. There's, so There's 31 Stop other asking. teams, brother. 29 other teams, but sure. Let's go with that. I got right, NFL guys. on the mind. I was watching NFL. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you in the next one. Goodbye. All right, bye.